0: I shouldn't meddle with things that you've been doing very well <laughs> in terms of this podcast. Oh, oh. I made the mistake of trying to promote it uh-huh. this week because I figured Liz does everything. She researches the episode. She comes around here. You even bring us food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kind of...
1: It be, is vegan food, though. And yeah. You're like, oh...
0: But I'd be dry and sarcastic and refer to a comedy career I've never had <laughs> and belittle my girlfriend and somehow get my fucking child involved, which is...
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But this week I decided I'd try and start promoting it, so I put out some a couple of video snippets. Uh-huh. Which is just us talking about stuff that happened last week. I liked them. They were good. I thought it was good fun too. Yeah. Turns out mm. my dad now listens mm. and he's a conservative Catholic in his mid seventies. i I'm about to be out of the will. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a very funny bit of wordplay, John. <laughs> Oh dear.
1: <laughs> oh, he is in for a shot. He
0: is. My sister started listening too chronologically. Mm. So she is about to get up to the. Oh, your grandma. On, she's going to get to grandma, but she's up to Armin Muse.
1: Oh, excellent.
0: Is going to hear about people eating dicks? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, she would have heard about that a lot from, like, stories from your grandma, wouldn't she? (laughs) Like, if anyone's got a story about eating dick, it's your grandma.
0: (laughs) From the grave.
1: Oh, bless her. That woman is a patriot. Oh, you know what? We should press. We need to create a – what was her full name again? I'm not
0: giving out her full name on the fucking internet. What's wrong with you?
1: <laughs> well, we we need to. She'll cre- turn up
0: as a Trump voter at the next election.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Dead and
0: sucks American dicks.
1: <laughs> it's his dream voter. Oh my god. We well, no, we need to create like the you know like the Ida Brooks Day and poor period. Like we have a parade of like dicks, <laughs> or, like old people from the home just like <laughs> waving at servicemen and stuff. Like you know she deserves her own day.
0: She deserves a parade. She
1: does, and not
0: just a parade of U.S. servicemen to her bedroom window in
1: 1941, or <laughs> giving her a little salute with their pants <laughs>
0: half-mast.
1: <laughs> oh, there was no half-mast around your grandma. <laughs>
0: there was never mourning.
1: <laughs> Stand to attention, boys. It's Gladys Brooks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just the the flags of our fathers. Iwo Jima shot him. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. That's them. Oh, my God. Except it would just be them just, like, prying open, like, your granny's fanny. Oh. Just, like, <laughs> putting the American flag in it.
0: And it's sliding out because it's too loose.
1: Oh, ho, ho, ho. Loose lips sink ships. Jesus Christ,
0: this got dark quickly. <laughs> I think it's because we're facing a COVID lockdown.
1: Oh, Potentially. Yes, yes, yes. yes.
0: Hopefully we jinx that.
1: What do you mean jinx it? I'm all for it. No, fuck that. So no, I love the COVID lockdowns. You get to stay home and like you're like people are physically restrained from contacting you in any yeah. shape or form. It's great. So just
0: for the record, we're recording this on Wednesday, the first of September, 2021. Mm-hmm. South Australia is currently COVID free, mm-hmm. but well, but officially. a couple of, a couple of truck drivers. On their way through to Perth, Mm -hmm. so they're on the old Methamphetamine Express.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Of course, the only thing you stop for is to take a shit. Mm -hmm. And they've now found COVID all throughout our sewage system. Yeah. Yeah. Which means it's out there in the community and we're about to go into fucking
1: lockdown. Yeah. And
0: this is the Delta Strain, which means we're going to be in lockdown for fucking months.
1: I'm so excited. (laughs) Uh, I just can't hide it. Uh, oh my god! I am like because your
0: cats are happy to see you. I've got a child who gets very fucking bored very fucking
1: quickly. <laughs> oh my god! But like I'm like day three in of a job that was not what they said it was.
0: <laughs> was it my grandma's old job?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I wish at least keep my eyes open. <laughs> oh my god! I love a good lockdown. I love it. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm gonna go buy all the toilet paper like just in case. <laughs>
0: Just, you'd be the one person to get more fucked than Afghanistan by American soldiers.
1: <laughs> well, I am, I am single again. I am I am back on the market.
0: Single and ready to... What's, what's a worse word than mingle?
1: Shingle? Ooh,
0: <laughs> uh, to spread shingles. I once worked with a girl who was a farmer and she caught scabby mouth from her sheep. If that's not a reason enough to go vegan... If you've ever seen a human with sheep scabby mouth on their
1: hands, mm. it is fucked up. Well, no, I mean, you know, respect to it because it's true. You should always, you know, at least kiss them on the mouth first. <laughs> Let them know they're loved. <laughs> exactly. Then you reach around. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. It was uh, strange times. Yeah. Yeah, strange. Um, oh, on another note... Um, couple of days ago again in Adelaide I really hope this is not becoming like a like an internet craze like crating or planking
0: time um, pods that kind of shit
1: yeah oh my god another person okay it was another woman woke up in the middle of the night like 2am in the morning to find a 58 year old man standing that she didn't know right. I should clarify that 58 <laughs> year old man that she didn't know never seen before standing at the foot of her bed in the middle of the night just hello what
0: what how
1: just at the foot of their bed had He had broken in through a sliding door. Like, right. don't get me started about sliding doors. Oh, yeah. my God. They're so easy to get into. Um, but so, she woke up. She screamed again, screams the scream that is the scream of anyone finding a 58-year-old man, hello, yes. at the foot of your bed in the middle of the night. Um she was in bed with a, another gentleman that she did know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> her screaming was so loud, it literally woke the neighbourhood up and people called the police because, you know, people did the whole of like, oh, yeah, no, this was a different scream. Yeah, This wasn't a happy scream. <laughs> um. Oh, my God. So the fellow jumped on the guy to sort of like knock him to the ground and wrestle him to the ground. But this guy, shall we say, was so... Enthusiastic about life. Oh. He wasn't able to like keep him pinned to the ground. And so he sort of like got up and was breaking free. So one of another gentleman neighbor, you know, who came running over was like, what the crap? So then. This dude, this 58-year-old man, hello. Now had two other gentlemen on him trying to pin him to the ground, and he was still like breaking free. Wow. And then like the cops arrived and had to like pepper spray him and shit and then
0: I love how like meth is like the the worst version of Roger Ramjet's proton energy pill. <laughs> <laughs> the strength of 20 atom bombs for a period of 20 seconds. Goes, what are you going to use that for? To terrify women?
1: Yeah, to just extend like <clears standard> a <throat> women's bed. Rrr.
0: Oh, no. Just like, Did he have a boner? I don't know. Is that what you meant by enthusiastic about life? Or you just meant he was full no, of No, I I,
1: I I was just implying that he was like as high as, as fucking kite and yeah. fucking PCP Unstoppable. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that would be my wrestling name. <laughs> PCP Unstoppable. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God, that kind of actually works. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, you know what? It's kind of weird speaking about spooky things that we see in the middle of the night. Yeah. That kind of brings us round to our subject of this week, would you believe? (coughs) Do tell. Oh, my Lord. Okay, this week we are talking Fisher's ghost. Fisher's ghost. Or, home is where the body is. Uh. Or, getting ghosted. <laughs> or, white man's fat. White man's fat? <laughs> what? That'll, oh, Just you wait. That'll oh, mean okay. something in a little while. <laughs> okay, these are
0: Easter egg titles now instead of puns.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, everybody cheer along at home. Uh, When you see on a side note, I did put a, I did put a post up on my Instagram today. I tried to do some shameless plugging for the podcast. Yeah. Because I figured, you know what, if it's good enough for Kanye, it's it's good enough for me. Oh, we've
0: we've linked up with Marilyn Manson now, have we? <laughs> we've got Louis C. K. jerking off in the corner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No, I actually put um a t shirt with my own like work on it. So I actually had a Gavin in the Woods podcast. Oh really? And then just sort of like went to like the largest sort of shopping outlet you know, that we have in Adelaide yeah. and then just sort of like walked up and down like the main <laughs> thoroughfare bit like with my cool sunglasses on just like cha just like finger gunning people. Pow, 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 pow. And they just sort of like paraded it up and down for a while.
0: You, you became your own human centipede by wearing your own podcast shirt. I did. Fair enough. I did. Didn't know you were a contortionist, but well done.
1: <laughs> I don't I don't know if we've got any extra listeners, but you know what?
0: Oh, that, that conversion rate. That <laughs> Forget Instagram stories and you know, beating the algorithm. Wear a t-shirt down the mall. Yeah, damn straight. That's how you do it in 1984. Motley Crue rule.
1: You know what? Oh, my God. You know what? Here it is. It's like catch a podcaster in the wild. If you can if you can find me on the street in my Gavin in the Woods podcast T-shirt and you send us a picture of you standing with me, <laughs> if you catch the me in the wild. worst Pokemon Go. Yeah. You get a price.
0: What would your Pokemon name be? Like a gutter bug or something? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a bin fire. We, we call it a bin fire.
1: I, was, I, was, I don't know. I don't know. Like a, like a, like a, ah, oh, because obviously I'm like, I'm like a butterfly and shit. like, <laughs> I'm
0: beautiful. What's her special attack move? Well, when she's on her back, she's lethal.
1: <laughs> oh my God. That's legit true. Yeah. I was once, I had a personal trainer for a while. Yeah. And <laughs> the guy was a legit ex- American Marine. Yeah. Okay. Probably knew your (laughs) grandma. So he was training me, and we, you know, we do all this stuff. And he legit uh, one day said, like, if I ever got into trouble, I should just like fall to the ground and then just wait for them to come close. And then when they did, just like, bam, bam. Because he's like, all your power is in your legs. Yeah, absolutely. So just like, freaking, just kick the shit out of her.
0: So the the badger defense. Yeah. Lie on your back, smell dead, scratch with your feet.
1: I just, oh. again i don't i don't like i don't like conflict because and this 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 is why people make the assumption they're like oh you don't like you know conflict is it because you know you're shy you're you're delicate or you know you're just like oh you know (coughs) no it's because honestly my only like my only like if i'm gonna legitimately defend myself yeah just machete take your head clean off double tap yeah because I don't want to escalate it to that. Oh, really? I'm just going to avoid... Like, I know I do. But in the current environment, because we've got podcasts to make, I don't have time to go to prison. <laughs> so, I, I just avoid conflict because that's my response to it, is right. to decapitate you. So, I avoid <laughs> conflict. And, well, again, that's why I just fall over like a goat. Like, <laughs> oh...
0: I'm just imagining the, the version of Jurassic Park where some fat kid is being lectured by Dr. Grant, who's got like your fossilized toe. That's when she's on her back. And that's when the attack comes ripping and scratching at you. Oh my God.
1: No. Oh my God. No, that would just be my cats coming in from the side. <laughs> but what kind of, what kind of, what would you be? What Pokemon would you be? Could I be, t- I'd be the Titterfly the titterfly titterfly like a butterfly big tits
0: um i don't know is there like a really lazy one that refuses to go to other people's parties
1: oh uh, uh, the you be the slothinator something like that. my
0: special my special attack is white anting people in the office <laughs> <laughs> spreading scuttlebutt via social media direct message
1: oh, oh my god you move so slowly you become invisible to the naked eye Moss Man. (laughs) He smells like rotting filth. He's like, what is that smell? We need to unblock the trains. (laughs) Moss Man. Look out,
0: he's launching a low-level political attack on LinkedIn.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. Where was I? Oh, that's right. White Man's Fat. White man's fat. It's your grandma's favorite topic. Oh Jesus! It's not true. She didn't see color. She didn't care.
0: <laughs> I'm looking forward to the Disney Lifetime movie about her servicing that red aces or whatever they were called. <laughs> the black squadron that shot up
1: Normandy. Oh, uh, you know where else they shot up? <laughs> 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 Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, they didn't call her Ida down for the count for oh, nothing. Oh, fuck. Woo! Yes, she did. Oh, my God. I'm a patriot.
0: If there is an afterlife, I'm never getting a fucking biscuit from her.
1: <laughs> You'd be the only one who didn't. <laughs> right uh. on the chest. Okay. <laughs> this episode dedicated to uh, John's grandmother. <laughs> White man's fat. <laughs> Frederick George James Fisher was welcomed into the world in London on the 28th of August, 1792.
0: It's a good year for scumbags. Mm.
1: Well, he was born, born to now, this guy, you know, maybe, maybe. Uh, not so much that this guy wasn't a scumbag, maybe. Okay, yep. Maybe. Okay. Let the people judge. Okay. God. He was born to a couple who worked as bookkeepers and booksellers. And would be the first of three children's. His parents' occupation meant that Fred found himself in a unique and well-placed position. His parents earned a very good income for the day and were able to educate him very well. He was very literate, with excellent reading and writing skills, which was a gift that many of the day did not receive. He would also prove to be quite resourceful in business. Hmm. In his early 20s, he ran and owned his own successful store. Fred was unmarried, but secretly was thought to have fathered two children. In 1815, at age 23, Fred was arrested for passing forged banknotes through his business. Fred would swear his innocence of any uh, knowledgeable involvement, but on the 26th of July, 1815... Fred was found guilty and sentenced to fourteen years. Wow! And would be transported to Australia to serve his sentence. Yeah, you fucked up. You found out. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: Forging a banknote. I mean, because their banknotes back then were basically just paper with shit printed on them.
1: Yeah, couldn't have been that hard. You know. Yeah. Well, and considering that, like, his, you know, his, his, he grew up around his parents who made books and printed materials for a living. Yeah. You know. (laughs) (laughs) And on the 23rd of January, 1816, Fred Fisher would set sail upon a convict ship bound for Australia. His family would disown him. Oh. Upon arriving in Australia, Fred Fisher became one of the most highly sought after commodities. Uh, What? (laughs) Yeah. Why? Because the overwhelming majority of those deported were illiterate or very poorly educated. Ah. They had been deported more for being poor and without an education or being Irish than any real substantial crime. Fred Fisher was highly intelligent, highly articulate, well-educated, very highly literate. He was the perfect convict Package.
0: There you go. See, I would have thought on a long, dangerous voyage, you're going to look for someone with an extremely large anus. <laughs> Rather than their ability to teach you to read.
1: Well, you know, and that's why <laughs> you don't run a successful bookstore. <laughs> all <laughs> my, right. My school closed. <laughs> You literally like the lights go out for five minutes. It's all about anus with you. <laughs> well, it's a long boat voyage. God, like grandmother, like <laughs> grandson. Oh. At first, Fred worked as a legal officer, putting together contracts. Then he became an administrator for the entire colony. Uh, he even worked as a superintendent at the largest flour mill in the colony. Right. Basically, his hard time consisted of moving from one comfy, high level position to another. Uh, so basically, he ended up with a job better than the majority of like, yeah. people there, yeah. including free citizens. Um, in 1818, Fred, who was still serving his sentence, and two other men with the backing of 15 investors created a paper making company. And in June 1818, they were the only comp- company making paper in New South Wales, making them a lot of money. Yeah. The heart of their business was a large water mill that powered their production. The landlord of the property that the company was built on felt that he was very entitled to a share of the company's profit along with the rent they were paying. Right. When Fred and the others refused... Saying, um, we literally pay you rent. Yeah. Um, Just saying. Yeah. (laughs) The landlord installed a dam in the creek upstream from their business, diverting the water that powered their mill.
0: That sounds fucking uniquely Australian. (sighs) I mean, you come here, set up business, you kill all the local Aboriginals. God, you put in the hard yards. And then some cunt blocks your water off.
1: Fred and the others took the landlord to court. Oh,
0: that's different for frontier economics. Like, normally you just go down there with a bunch of drunken troopers and commit a fucking war crime.
1: Well, four magistrates sat in judgment on the case. Although with those four magistrates also being four of the investors in the company...
0: I see a problem here.
1: That the landlord would quickly learn the folly of his greed. Yeah. Not only did the magistrates rule that the dam should be unblocked immediately, but they also issued an order that the mill should receive free rent (laughs) as compensation for the landlord's actions. (laughs) Suck it, landlord! And this corruption basically
0: continues... (laughs) To this day in New South Wales,
1: you know what? If it happened to like an honest, hardworking person, you would just be like, "Oh my god, eat the rich." That is the that is the death of everything. Capitalism is the worst. But because it happened to a landlord, <laughs> exactly, I'm just like suck it.
0: <laughs> everything is better when it goes. But it happened to a landlord.
1: Yeah. COVID
0: <laughs> happened to a landlord.
1: Yeah. Ah, yes. Oh. The oh. Taliban
0: happened to a landlord.
1: Hey. <laughs> Oh, my God. Prolapse sphincter happened to a landlord. In 1820, Fred sold his interest in the mill for 300 pounds. Fuck. But that's, that's a shit ton of money. Yeah. But that did not change the fact that technically he was still a convict. And he continued his punishment... In one comfortable desk chair after another.
0: Yeah. Hang on, just, this is this is probably only just after rum was no longer Australia's official currency. Uh-huh. So fucking imagine that. Yeah. Like you've just waited. It's like, like Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> rum coin. <laughs> yeah,
1: woo! Oh. <laughs> Did you drink your wallet, you fucking idiot? <laughs> Look, we've all been there. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fred would have to wait and work for another two years. In 1822, he had now served half of his sentence. So, Fred applied for and was granted a ticket of leave. Yep. Which I guess you would call parole. So, he wasn't still, like, he wasn't still technically a free man, but he could work for himself. uh, He could move about and he could purchase property. Yep. Fred purchased a farm and then another and then another. In 1824, he won a significant contract to supply wheat to the nearby Liverpool area. By 1825, he now owned four farms outright. These were worth £800 each. Fuck. Then he purchased a fifth.
0: And farming was not a nice business in those days. This is still in the middle of the frontier Mm -hmm. wars.
1: Fred Fisher was building quite the empire – Basically, he was like buying all of the property around Sydney. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So if you were if you were a large scale landholder back in those days, you are yeah. pretty much guaranteed to be involved in genocide at some level. Mm, mm, yeah.
1: Mm. <laughs> One of these properties was a farm in Campbelltown, New South Wales. Fred's neighbour was another convict, William George Worrell. George had been uh, had been. In Australia, three years before Fred. Even though George had been sentenced to life, he served 12, then was released on parole. Couldn't find out what he was sentenced to life for.
0: Looking the wrong way at a duck. Probably. Half half that transportation stuff was.
1: Yeah, it really was. Um, George was almost illiterate and and only rented his farm. Still, the two shared a friendship. Fred had intelligence and education, but William had a practical day-to-day knowledge, and the two enjoyed a shared drink. Ah. Later in eighteen twenty-five, uh, sorry, he yeah, Fred and George uh, became friends.
0: They're kind of like the NWA of rural farming in Australia. <laughs> You've Dr. Dre and Easy E.
1: Easy E, yeah. <laughs> Now, oh, <laughs> wait for it. Okay. Later in 1825, a local carpenter, William Brooker, approached Fred irate. People on one of Fred's property owed, owed him money for cattle. So Brooker felt that Fisher was liable for these debts and demanded money from Fred. The two got into a verbal altercation that became physical. Okay. Okay. Fred pulled a small knife from his waistband and stabbed Brooker several times. Righto. See, I would have backed the carpenter. <laughs> oh, ex-convict, mate. Yeah. Ex-convict. Absolutely. Shank, shank. <laughs> He's met you and your anus obsession on the boat over. He knows how to defend himself.
0: Brooker was. How do you drop the soap on a boat that has no soap? <laughs>
1: Brooker was taken away from medical attention and was put to bed for four weeks. Put to fucking hell. After which he made a full recovery. Ch- okay. Yeah, fucking. They we make him tough in Australia. Holy shit. Yeah, it was only a little knife. Get yourself a
0: frontier stabbing.
1: Just a little. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> uh, well, clearly they cleaned the wound. You know, they had, they had a, oh. a you know a healthy horse piss on him. <laughs> Now, at the trial, Brooker, the carpenter, appeared drunk and began yelling aggressively and hurling abuse at the judge. Hence, the judge ruled that he felt Fred may have been provoked at the time and Fred was given a rather soft sentence of a few months in prison. Like, so, Yeah. I'm just gonna say, if you've been stabbed, yeah, don't show up and yell abuse <laughs> at the judge he's yeah. he's like sentencing the other guy, yeah,, oh,
0: and my. bogans were born,
1: but oh, <laughs> once once I was on jury duty, yeah, okay, and this guy had been arrested for large quantity of drugs, yeah, um. That they were, you know, saying was for distribution, and he was saying, "Oh no, no, it's all just personal use. It's personal use, of course." So he's there. He, I will give him credit. He wore his good tracksuit. <laughs> so he wore his good tracksuit. His girlfriend decided to come in for like moral support. Oh
0: no, that's a fucking rookie mistake.
1: Hi, whatever the fuck, like she was smacked out of her brain. Oh no. Okay, sat in the front row so clearly out of it. Like she bumped into everything on the way oh in no. and then sat there and then was doing the whole, it must keep it. and then like passed out, started to dribble. And like, she was so disheveled. One of her titties almost fell out of her singlet. Oh dear. And everyone, <laughs> everyone was just looking at her and they were like, guilty. Look, <laughs> we don't need to like, there's all the evidence you need. Like,
0: Yeah, try on the glove, OJ.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just saying, there are some things you should and shouldn't do in court.
0: Yeah. Bring your junkie girlfriend? Yeah. Big no.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yell at the judge, call him a motherfucker. (laughs) Big no. I'll stab you too! (laughs) 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 But as much as this sentence was a blessing, it still put Fred in a dilemma. He now owned five farms that had contracts to fulfil and the people in his employ needed to be paid or the government could step in and seize all that he had worked for. So Fred Fisher made the decision to give his neighbour George power of attorney whilst he was in prison. Fred served the next few months without event and returned home to his farm in Campbelltown and life carried on as normal. See, you were expecting me to say something bad happened.
0: Yeah, I'd I'd imagine that maybe the neighbour with power of attorney might have abused said privileges Mm. in his absence.
1: It's not like he took out a life insurance policy or anything. (laughs) So everything was carrying on until June the following year when Fred simply vanished overnight. Right. On the 17th of June, 1826, Fred had been drinking with George and some other gentlemen. The three other gentlemen went to find more rum when they had uh, run out.
0: Pissing away their Bitcoin.
1: Oh, yeah. And they had gone outside for a walk uh, to locate more rum.
0: Ah, uh, the old midnight rum session.
1: mm uh-huh. Yep. And that was the last that they saw Fred, as he was not there when they returned later. When people began to ask as to the whereabouts of Fred, his neighbour George started telling people that on the night of the 17th of June, 1826, Fred had, on the spur of the moment, decided that he would return to England to fight a forgery charge levelled against him and set off that very night in the dead of night for Sydney, where he intended to catch a ship and sail back to England. Even though this would have breached his terms of release and could see him back in prison. <laughs> I'm going
0: to go back to that horrible early industrial shithole where they want me dead
1: mm.
0: <laughs> mm. to find a charge that I can easily escape on the other side of the world.
1: Mm. Mm. I've just decided now at two in the morning. Yeah.
0: That is the kind of thing rum does to you though. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to so got- go on a dangerous nine month sea voyage on a boat made of wood.
1: Hands up who hasn't ended up in that predicament oh, because yeah. of rum. Yep. Oh, rum. <laughs> George, being the good friend, now took control of all of Fred's businesses and farms. That's what a good friend does. He also tried to sell one of Fred's prized horses for
0: £300. Well, he needs the money when he's over in England.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the buyer, wary and not wanting to buy a hot horse... <laughs> asked for evidence that George had the authority to sell the horse. This is
0: Campbelltown, 250 years later, they're still doing the same thing thing. (laughs) with a fucking Nissan Sylvia. (laughs)
1: I was going to say, you're still buying a hot horse at the (laughs) Macca's car (laughs) park. At first, George said that he had a receipt, but couldn't find it. <laughs> saying that Fred had in fact sold the horse to him before he left, well, I'm I going back to England to defend my name. You want to buy a horse? That's right. You a receipt? Horse coin. <laughs> the neighbour would decide not to buy the horse, so later George returned with a receipt from Fred selling the horse to George. But the neighbour knew Fred's excellent handwriting. This was not his handwriting at oh. all. Almost as if it was written by someone almost illiterate. Ah. Uh-huh. George then began to sell off the rest of Fred's personal belongings. Of course, what good are they going to do you in England? No, exactly. Just <laughs> Again, claiming that Fred had sold certain items directly to him and had given him power of attorney over the rest. But it's all right. Don't worry. Don't, don't, don't think, I don't want you thinking there's anything untowards here. This is perfectly legit. Everything is totally legit. Because a couple of months later, George started telling everyone that it's okay because he had received a letter from Fred stating that he had never intended to return to Australia and therefore was giving his entire farmland and property to George. Makes sense. He was London. You yeah. don't need money in London. No. Ch- ha. He had the clothes on his back. What more would he <laughs> need? <sighs> would you believe people were suspicious? <laughs>
0: Ah, oh, it's because they're all ex-prisoners. There's no honor amongst yeah, thieves. Yeah. yeah,
1: just where's the trust? Yeah,
0: paranoid. That's what they were.
1: Oh, I mean, there was Fred's farms, businesses and properties. I mean, worth tens of thousands of pounds, you know. But, yeah. you know, it's England, man. You don't need that. Yeah. You don't need that. On the 23rd of September, 1826, three months after Fred had disappeared... A government notice was published in the New South Wales Advertiser and the Sydney Gazette under the heading Colonial Secretary's Office, 22nd of September, 1826, supposed
0: murder. That's longer than a fucking Daily Mail headline.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Whereas Frederick Fisher, by the ship Atlas, holding a ticket of leave and lately residing at Campbell. Town. (laughs) It's Campbelltown, mate. Yeah. Uh, Had disappeared within the last three months. It is hereby notified that a reward of £20 will be given for the discovery of the body of the said Frederick Fisher, or if he shall have quitted the colony. A reward of five pounds will be given to any person or persons who shall produce proof of the same.
0: Big mystery. I'm I'm just imagining what the first of the uh, true crime podcasts was like back then. Just some <laughs> local guy at the pub <laughs> talking to people with somehow makes his own voice sound bad.
1: It's <laughs> just some some guy like in the
0: corner. Aliens. <laughs> Tune in in to my table tonight for
1: Sydney murder. You can uh, sponsor this little podcast by (laughs) buying me a pie.
0: (laughs) Stops halfway through his story to read read an ad. Did you know that Simpson's goose fat cures male impotence?
1: (laughs) Return your protuberance to its kingly best. One horse for sale, (laughs) only one owner, only ridden on Sundays, to church.
0: Has receipt,
1: doesn't match handwriting. (laughs) Owner may have been murdered. (laughs) Now, no evidence could be found of Fred setting sail, but no one ever came forward to collect the reward money. One month later, now four months since the disappearance, a Campbelltown man, John Farley, ran into the local pub one evening in an extremely nervous state. There he told them that as he drove along in his wagon, he saw Fred sitting on the railing of a nearby bridge. John Farley began to walk over to tell Fred of all the kerfuffle that had occurred in his absence and to welcome him home. It's going to be... So pissed off, he gave everything away. Yeah. But as he approached, calling out to Fred, Fred rose from the fence, waved his right arm in the direction of a nearby creek that ran through the paddock, and then disappeared. At this moment, John Farley was struck with a terrifying knowledge that he had just seen the ghost of Fred Fisher. Da, da, da.
0: he had just realised that Fred Fisher was a magician. <laughs> Welcome to my open mic, Bridge.
1: <laughs> so he realised that Fred Fisher was dead all along. <laughs> He'd actually been hung in England six years ago. Can you imagine? That would have been the equivalent of the sixth sense, like you're dead but you still like get handcuffed and <laughs> <laughs> then go and do 14 years of hard labor, then realize you're dead. Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! Oh my god, spewing. <laughs> uh-huh. So he had seen the ghost of Fred Fisher. After visiting the local pub, John Farley returned home to his wife and retold the story. <laughs> if this reminds, this reminds me of that, um, Fellow in Argentina who showed up three hours late, drunk and smelling of pussy, and his <laughs> wife made him go to the police. Uh, like our aliens, really, yeah. really. Let's tell this to the police. <laughs> so, so yeah, he rocks up late, dishevelled from the pub. <laughs> a ghost, honey, a ghost. <laughs> to his wife's insistence, Farley went the next day to the local p- police station and reported the incident to Superintendent Howe. I'd like to report a ghost. <laughs> Been at the pub again then, haven't we? <laughs> he smelled of Thompson's goose fat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Howe took Farley to Reverend Reverend Thomas Reddell, who was also the local justice of the peace, and made him repeat his story. (laughs) Repeat it to the vicar. Tell the vicar what you said. Both Howe and Reddell believed that because Farley was known to all to be an extremely good and honest man, they were inclined to believe his story. Can you imagine going to the police station this day and being like, I saw a ghost, man. I was pointing to a creek. You're about to just ball
0: it up and throw it in the bin and someone goes, no, nah, I know he's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He wouldn't bullshit you.
1: Yeah, no, he wouldn't, you know, just, just ignore that meth pipe. That's. <laughs> <sighs> so they were inc- inclined to believe his story. They took Farley's testimony to a nearby magistrate. It's a beautiful time back then. It was, yeah. They convinced the magistrate to make a search order for the police to search the area that the ghost was seen in and had indicated.
0: I like how they need a fucking permission to go to the creek.
1: <laughs> no, Dad, can we go to the creek? <laughs> no, technically the creek ran through a somebody's paddock. Ah, of course. You know, so
0: can't fuck with property rights.
1: Oh man, I've seen Law and Order. Yeah. <laughs> You know, then it's all like unadmissible. You yeah. know, you're like, oh no, the ghost can't testify. <laughs> <sighs> so on the 31st of October, two police constables and Gilbert, an Aboriginal uh, tracker, has he been roped into this? <laughs> yeah, I know, poor. Bastard. I don't know anything
0: about ghosts. Yeah, like what are
1: the... I'm not fucking Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, he's just like fucking.
0: He'll get thrown off the scent by all his fucking murdered relatives.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's awkward. Um, yeah, oh my God. Yeah, you know, you know how you find Fred Fisher? He's the only body lying around that's white. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it, it's just, There's there's a, there's a lot of terrible things that happened yeah. um, in Australia's past. Not good. Yeah, no, not good. Not good. <sighs> so, poor Gilbert was made to go along. They went to the spot Farley claimed to have seen the ghost. They first examined the railing where the ghost sat. The wood appeared to be stained with a dark substance. On closer examination, they declared it to be blood. Ghost butt. Da-da-t. Yeah, everyone had a really poor diet. I don't <laughs> think you need to look too close at all the darkly stained wood. <laughs> They moved their search down towards the creek that Fisher's ghost had pointed to. There was a small pool of scummy water. Gilbert took a nearby leaf, passed it through the scummy water, then sniffed the leaf and simply said, White man's fat.
0: (laughs) Rubbed it on his gums. (laughs) Uncut.
1: Straight from England. 100%. (laughs) Oh, that's fresh. It's that's 100% Caucasian. Woo. Gilbert took the ramrod from a musket and drove it into the boggy mud. Ooh. Pulling the ramrod from the mud again, he smelt the rod. Shut up. <laughs> no grandma jokes. <laughs> and simply said, White man's fat. Dig there. Right. The two constables began to dig, and they soon found a shallow grave and a white body within it. Jeez. Just where the ghost had indicated. They recognised the clothes as the clothes Fred was wearing on that night, the last night that he was seen. A warrant was issued for the arrest of George Worrell, and he was quickly taken into custody. Would you believe... He'd been doing all those friendly favours All oh, those looking after all of his property Selling his horses for him oh. Disposing of his body Yeah <laughs> Free burial That's how much of a good friend I am I dragged him all the way down to the creek And it's a lovely creek it was the lovely creek You know what, you didn't see any other bastard out there At one in the morning Digging him a shallow grave No, who was it? Oh no Muggins over here. But you know why? That's what I do for my friends because I'm a good friend. I'm a good friend. (laughs) I was also hoping to produce a creak of 100% white man's fat.
0: (laughs) Just to take on that Thompson's
1: goose fat. (laughs) I'll show you Thompson's goose. (laughs) George Morrill's trial for the murder of Fred Fisher began on the 2nd of February 1827. He was found guilty and sentenced to hang the following Monday, the 5th of February, 1827. No time for appeals. So basically three days later, and I think two of them were days off for the weekend. (laughs) So we'll see you Tuesday. Yeah, because there's nothing worse when you're found guilty at like 5 to 5 on a Friday. Everyone's like, oh, Oh. I guess we could. It's overtime. Yeah, it's just... Too much of a hassle, and then someone's gonna stay. I was gonna meet you know, George down the pub for some goose fat. Oh, (laughs) Harry's gonna be doing his podcast, (laughs) it's a special broadcast, I don't want to miss it. Oh my god, he was gonna explain some great life hacks of what to do with white man's fat. (laughs) Oh, it's better than last week. That other guy was down here. Remember, they were doing that autopsy. That guy just ran out with that jar of guts. (laughs) People are weird around here, I tell you. Uh,
0: Not like our police that poke bodies with ramrods. (laughs) Sniff water.
1: (laughs) How fucking high was Gilbert? <laughs> just, you know, Gilbert was just the luckiest fucker in the world. Just yeah. like, just wanted to see him like dig a few holes. Like, ah, take it, Whitey. Fuck what? There is someone <laughs> down there. Yes. Oh, fucking good on you, Gilbert. Uh, <laughs> oh, lord. Now, <laughs> the interesting thing was the ghostly apparition of Fred Fisher that led them to the body was never mentioned in George's trial.
0: Well, you wouldn't want it to be a mistrial, would you? No smoking in the courtroom. Can't fucking call a
1: ghost. Yeah, wow well, uh,
0: it's discrimination. That's our star witness.
1: And the anti-discrimination laws were born. <laughs> you won't let me come in here because I'm white. White ghost
0: rights. Only the ghost of a white landed ghost
1: with property rights. Oh, no. But do you know what? Oh, he was convicted of a felony. Is that why he wasn't allowed to testify? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah it's nothing to do with his spirit form. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> now, the following day, the New South Wales Advertiser and the Sydney Gazette reported <laughs> George Worrell, who was convicted on Friday last of the murder of Frederick Fisher yesterday suffered the dreadful sentence of the law till about five o'clock on the morning of his execution he persisted in asserting his innocence when he was at length induced to acknowledge to a gentleman who had sat up with him during the night that he alone had perpetrated the murder but positively affirmed that it was not his intention at the time to do so his behaviour on the scaffold was manly.
0: <laughs> Imagine watching someone go to their death and going, hey, he's fucking,
1: look at him. Oh, so
0: He's sad. like Paul Newman and Brad Pitt.
1: Yeah, oh, look <sighs> at him. Just taking it like a man. Look at him just jerking about like a man. And he's
0: going to jump so he falls higher, falls <laughs> further. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at him,
1: he's just like rooting that chick on the way down like a man.
0: <laughs> well, that's what Thompson's goose fat does.
1: <laughs> oh, so his behaviour on the scaffold was manly and becoming. <laughs> and he seemed absorbed in the contemplation of an awful eternity. Something got very deep.
0: Didn't it? probably just thinking about all the horses he didn't get to sell. <laughs>
1: The <laughs> oh. gentleman at length took his leave, the executioner uh oh sorry, the reverend gentleman at length took his leave, the executioner adjusted his cap, and in a few moments the drop fell and the world closed upon this murderer forever. <laughs>
0: These days journalists are just like Meghan Markle's a whore <laughs> As this guy's trying to be Bloody Hemingway
1: yeah, I mean, Seriously he's put a lot of effort into this he Oh has. my lord Oh
0: this is a promotion
1: yeah, no, 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 no. Oh my god And you know what then he printed he printed uh, This whole section on a shirt And then <laughs> wore it up and down the main strip
0: Competing with the podcast in the pub <laughs>
1: John Farley swore until his dying day that he had seen Fred's ghost that night. The creek that ran beside Fred's body became known as Fisher's Ghost Creek. Although in later years, it would be (laughs) turned into a stormwater drain. Oh
0: no. (laughs) Oh no.
1: (laughs) Fred Fisher was finally laid to rest in the St. Peter's Anglican Church Cemetery in Campbelltown. Fred's family in England that had originally had disowned him when he was deported to Australia had a family member travel to Australia after the trial and began a legal battle attempting to claim all of his land, businesses, money and belongings. This case would take 10 years to be resolved. Fuck. Because from what I can understand, pretty much everyone in Australia put up their hand for why they should have actually got a piece of that pie. (laughs) The local Indigenous people are like, no, fuck off. Oh my God. Oh my god. And then just someone's like, don't make Gilbert, you know, (sighs) angry he knows what white man's fat tastes like. He's got a taste for it. (laughs) Oh my you know what? If only Gilbert hadn't got a better taste for it. Do you know what I mean? History might have been him. Why was no one better? Why
0: was no one asking how Gilbert knew what dead white man smelled like?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know that.
0: I love the smell of dead white man in the morning.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Ah. 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 Now, the other curious thing is, so you think, yeah, this, this poor, you know, poor Fred is this, you know, he's like this whole period of his life, he gets yanked away from his family, his businesses, his illegitimate children, you know, sent all the way over to the other ends of the earth, you know, bust his ass to try and build up a business. And all because of a note. Like, can you? Like, she's got a shop. People would be bringing in notes all the time. Yeah. You know, can you imagine, um, you know, like, oh, my God, like, someone gave me a bank note and then it's my whole life is over. When Fred's belongings finally went through, a forged pardon was found on oh, the property. Oh, really? So. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't such an accident it appeared wow. in his shop. Now, some Campbelltown residents believe that Fred's ghost haunts the Campbelltown Town Hall. Others, to this day, others argue that no one wants to haunt the Campbelltown Town Hall, not even the dead. <laughs> in 1924, an Australian silent film was made about these events it's called Fisher's Ghost. And since 1956, <laughs> Campbelltown has every year held the festival of Fisher's Ghost. What the fuck? The event is said to Okay, I'm going to quote the Campbelltown Council website here. Uh, okay. It utilises the legends of Fisher's Ghosts to promote community togetherness and the varied activities of a diverse population in an array of creative forms. It is promoted as an energetic, lively, and colourful celebration of Campbelltown's history and its people. Its people who may likely murder one another for their property. Yeah?
0: What do they have for the kids? Like a fucking apple bob? With- Ooh, that one tastes like fat. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Which one's which the real white man's fat? Oh, the festival is held every November over a 10-day period. What? No. It includes a wide range of events, including the Fisher's Ghost Fun Run, <laughs> the Fisher's Ghost Art Award, the Fisher's Ghost Writing Award. There's a carnival, a parade, a street fair, craft exhibitions, fireworks, and a Miss Princess Fisher's Ghost <laughs> pageant.
0: Do you win the writing award by forging it?
1: <laughs> and you can enjoy all of this while listening to the Fisher's Ghost to Youth Orchestra. <clears throat> <laughs> I really hope their signature dish is white, man- is white man's fat on a stick, <laughs> just deep fried by a card. Is the dog or dog? No, it's not. <laughs> oh my god. The best thing is. They even have a mascot. Really? Would you like to see the mascot?
0: Okay. Yes, I
1: would. Oh my god. Okay. So remember, this is a mascot for an innocent man that was brutally clubbed to death one night and then buried buried in a shallow grave. Also, someone could sell his horses. Yeah. So someone could steal his shit. Okay. Ugh. Here is the mascot. What the fuck? It's the cutest little shuttlecock ghost you've ever seen in your life. We will put pictures up on. This is fucking mental. How cute is it? Okay, it gets better. Here's the mascot at the fair. Yeah. And here's the mascot at the fun run. Oh, look at that. Isn't he cute? For a man that's just been bludgeoned to death, he looks very happy this to be like at the fair. It's like something from Japan.
0: Yes. It looks like it's very Japanese. Yes. Wow, Sydney's fucked up. <laughs> Sydney is a fucked town. I me tell you, I went to the sit. I went to Sydney one time for a gig when I was playing in my band. Yeah, and we got into a cab, mm. and the cabbie had eight calculators glued to the dashboard, um. and he, as he drove, he did live time calculations in there. And like, we asked him at the end, like, what are you doing? He's like, this is how much money I'm losing. I'm like, okay, what? He was he was fucking cooked. Oh. All he did was complain to us about how f- how far we weren't going and he did all these calculations on his little calculators.
1: Mm, yeah. Okay, because he could be what, selling meth? I don't know,
0: probably someone's horse that he just fucking bludgeoned to death.
1: Who knows? Oh, my Lord. Okay. okay, now so we have the celebration. There's also a camp out that's held out every year on the anniversary of the ghostly apparition. Um, however, Fred has reportedly never made an appearance. Funny that. In 1960, the legend of Fisher's Ghost was turned into an Australian operetta. <laughs>
0: cool, because Australians love opera. Oh, don't we though? Yeah,
1: it was broadcast on the ABC. The fuck course it was, and was the first opera shown on television that had a story based on Australian history.
0: Okay, yeah, that's a weird milestone.
1: But because well, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of the rest of our history. It's like, what are the what are we gonna do, like? You know, the landing of, of, like, bloody Cook. And it's just people singing about, it. we showed up, mm-hmm. we stabbed some cunts. <laughs> what is it with Australia? Stab, 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 stab. I'm just kidding. The, all that stab.
0: I was going to say, that's a very Bob Fosse interpretation.
1: <laughs> and all that stab, white man's fat. <laughs>
0: But what is it with Australian folklore, like, and dead guys in rivers?
1: Yeah, that's Walt- how we roll.
0: Waltzing Matilda this this not
1: That's how we roll. Oh, my God. Well, as for this opera, okay, they could have used a bit of Bob Fossey, because <laughs> the Sydney Morning Herald thought the production had, quote, musical merit, but, quote, serious dramatic problems and needed to be revised. <laughs> and... <laughs> One of my favourite bit is uh, if you go to the Campbelltown area. Uh, don't worry if you have any problems with your car because you can get a car service at the Freshers <laughs> the Fisher's Ghost uh, Car Repair. Uh, so if you, if you do an injury, he'll come and service your car. Right. You know he will ghostly appear by the <laughs> side of the road. You need spark plugs. <laughs> shoots lightning bolts out of his fingers. Would you like a
0: complimentary fuel injection cleaner? <laughs> Do uh, I need it? No.
1: <laughs> Except his spirit just pops right up your tailpipe. <laughs> <laughs> or you can purchase a bicycle from the Fisher's Ghost Bicyclearium.
0: Bicyclearium.
1: hmm I've invented that word. Okay, it's so a bike shop. Yes, it's a bike shop. <laughs> Named... After a guy who was bludgeoned to death for his horses and property.
0: <laughs> it's a very strange... Uh, Australia has no fucking culture.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, we do. we got a dude who, like, got bludgeoned to death for his horse. And they, like, look at that street party. It's, it's very, I grew up in a
0: town that literally party. had a misled.
1: Yeah, and they tell me and we don't have culture. And that's less fucked than that. Just <laughs> because it's shit culture doesn't mean it's not a culture. Well, no, I mean, no. That's I mean, Australia, you know, has one of the oldest living cultures uh, in the world. (laughs) This, this is white person culture.
0: I mean, let's face it. There is there is pretty strong and mounting evidence that Australia's indigenous people were the first to discover mathematics and astronomy and different things.
1: Did you know what? There's also evidence that um, Australia's uh indigenous aboro- Aboriginal populations were the first ones to discover how friggin' good white man's fat <laughs> was. <laughs>
0: it comes over here and they've just discovered it like a fucking like some kind of 2014 foodie first discovery chorizo just like I have this on everything now you just peel the skin off put it in the pan with anything else oh my god Mm -hmm. so good
1: oh my god it's like it's like the people of England just stayed in England and the dodos just (laughs) emigrated to them and just fucking showed up and just put themselves uh, in their mouth (laughs) (laughs) every time you open it just dodo just put its ass uh right in your mouth <laughs> oh that tastes good <laughs> oh they should have fucking eaten a few more of us taught us a lesson they really should have yeah <laughs> well but then again you know again you get a time machine go back and be like you see this fucker coming over the hill Tastes really good. <laughs> just just FYI, just be sitting behind a bush because obviously you can't be seen. You don't want to upset, you know, the time. Yeah. Just sit behind a bush yeah. as the first fleet lands in Australia. Yeah. The first, like, Aboriginal people to meet them and just be like, I bet you they taste really fucking good. Yeah.
0: See the red coat? Means he's ripe. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Better than kangaroo, mate. <laughs>
0: Just ask the kiwis. Just
1: give him a little nibble. <laughs> you know what? They'll go really good with some bush jam.
0: <laughs> there you go. Your time machine is to go back and subtly suggest cannibalism.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fair
0: call. <laughs> well,
1: I'm just gonna say, like, we were we were dicks. Yeah. Um. And but apparently we taste
0: good. And continue to be dicks.
1: Mm. Yeah. Mm. But the other thing we've learned is don't eat the dick.
0: Unless you're Armand Muse. Or your grandma. (laughs) I walked into that just like grandma did.
1: (laughs) I love it. I don't even have to say it. You finish it for me. (laughs) Which grandma, though? (laughs) Oh, my God. You know what? What? Oh, my God. Because this is really appropriate. When we get the parade for your grandma in town, the mascot, it could be a little white sperm. Like that.
0: Wearing your t shirt you know, just to make it sad.
1: It'll no, just be me in the middle, just like eh, <laughs> podcast. Everybody down at the pub, buy me a pie.
0: Vegan pie.
1: <laughs> well, naturally.
0: Yeah, there was like, it's not going to taste any good.
1: Oh, because you know, <laughs> you know why I went vegetarian. Why? White man's fat tastes so fucking good.
0: <laughs> you grass-fed sycophant.
1: All right. But you know what? <laughs> that aside. uh, real mothman eat the carpet
0: they do leave my grandmother alone you cunt